You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome. Yes, yes, it is another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's been a couple weeks. There's been a lot going on, traveling, sickness, as you may be able to hear in my voice still. But we are back, Monster, with another episode. Man, I'm so happy to see you again. Welcome back. Once again, another week. That's right. We are back indeed, and so much has unfolded in the last couple weeks. Actually, fun fact, I didn't get to tell uh, you this too long, but dude, the fans, you guys have been coming to the Twitch chat, waiting for the episode. I've been promising you guys. So first off, thanks for stopping by. Second off, we're here. Trust us, dude. Even through through all the uh, the roller coaster that is life and content and all that good stuff. So thank you guys for being patient with us. We're here. We're here with another episode. Yeah, it just it just it just all kind of hit weird. The, the weeks, the sickness. You go into TwitchCon, which I definitely want to talk about. Some awesome things happening there. But without further ado, let me jump in here really quickly. If you're not following us on Twitter, make sure you're following us at the Fortnite Podcast. Make sure you're checking out Monster D Faces YouTube channel. Uh, if you don't watch those videos by now and you listen to this podcast, I, I don't even, I don't know what to say to you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm disappointed. Go watch yeah. them. Uh, but for real, lots of great content. Monsters always has a new series going up. Uh, he has some great content when he's traveling, he puts up. Even, you know, even Lady D-Face has made an appearance on his YouTube oh, channel from time to time. So. This week, I've actually been posting a lot of art stuff. So if you guys want to see my spray paint and all that stuff, we just did a Spider-Man canvas and we did a Tack on Titan canvas. So for my anime guys, for my movie fans, uh, lots of cool content this weekend. We're also doing that live again on Twitch. So, and um, you had a whole nother setup for that too. You, you, oh, you yeah, decked yeah. out I your garage. I literally have a second rig set up in the garage right now, um, ready to go. And that's the perks of having a gaming laptop from many years ago. So, you know, putting and, and the perks the- of now having a house, right? Through that, through that and more <laughs> space. So it's really that's nice. True. Well, guys, if you're a Patreon, also thank you so much for sticking through us through the thick and the thin and for your support. I want to do a community show this next month. I announced it last month. I believe it was not a lot of responses yet, but if you guys want to be a part of that, please let me know. I'd love to get in a chat with you guys and just talk about Fortnite, talk about the things you guys are wanting uh, and hear from you and uh, hear what you guys have been enjoying as well uh, and just and just have an open roundtable discussion. So if you want to be a part of that and you want to be a Patreon, you can do that. Go ahead and go to our patreon.com slash Fortnite podcast and you can check it out there. And everybody that is there, make sure you respond to those posts and uh, we'll get you on the show. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you. Yep. Um, but let's go ahead and jump in here. A lot of stuff happening, as I said, over the past couple weeks. But I got to jump on this thing that just happened here last week, which was the Ninja and Tifu drama. Uh, if you guys are somehow hiding under a rock and not following this, uh, I'm sorry. It was actually pretty entertaining to say the most from my, from my perspective. But it started out with a little tweet from Tifu that we've kind of heard before, Monster. Uh, yeah. and, you know, kind of a little backlash of Fortnite, how some of these pros are feeling about the state of the game, what they think about it. We heard this throughout the past two, two and a half years, whatever it's been. But this one seemed to hit home with Ninja a little bit. It kind of hit a breaking point, maybe. But Tifu tweeted out, Fortnite kind of sucks. Uh, sucks now. Uh, TF happened. All right. And Ninja replies, I actually have been enjoying the game recently after the Gotham City update. If you don't enjoy the game, stop playing and roasting it all the time. As you can imagine, uh, when two big figureheads like this begin to talk, uh, Amongst themselves, obviously, publicly, immediately everybody starts to jump in. Uh, and, and, and what I saw when I first saw this was I actually saw Dakota's tweet about it, which was the whole, he said, the whole thread, I think, got a little carried away. 
season 11 is right around the corner and we're all about to slay it. All right. So I thought that was the perfect response. So I, I dove in a little bit, Monster. I started seeing what was happening and there was multiple people. We got Parp in here. We got Issa in here. And it really heated up when Issa started to come back and, 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 and said to Ninja directly, shitty insult. When you tell Tifu to not roast the game and stop playing it, he doesn't enjoy it. Yet you literally do the same, LOL. And he posted four pictures of times throughout the years that Ninja has said negative things about Fortnite. My question to you is, as a pro player, you know, whether you're Tifu, whether you're Ninja, and you have obviously this, this, we've talked about it many times before, right? This reach that you have of, of influencing these people, but also you have uh, maybe a, an obligation to yourself to be true to who you are a little bit as a content creator. And you post something like this and then somebody bigger or maybe as big or however you want to look at it on the same playing field as you comes and counters you a little bit and starts this, what, what, what do you think's really happening here? What's going on, man? What's, what's, what, where, where is this headed? Well, first off, let me add to this, uh, you know, the, the, the content here. Tifu actually also has a video response, which I don't know if you get to see that, but his response was something along the lines, just so all you guys are clear, he didn't want to respond back to him, but he said on stream himself, he said, listen, I'm not going to feed into this drama uh, because, you know, it's just not, I'm just not going to jump down his rabbit hole. And then before he, he jumps off the topic, though, he ends by saying, Ninja always had something against me. No matter how much I treated the kid nice, he always had something against me. Yeah, he's always hated like, me, I think. Yeah, he's always hated me. He says some along those lines, like word for word, that's how he felt. Here, here's my take on it. So to answer your question, where's this all going or, or like what's happening here? Well, there's not a lot of people that can like chin check someone like Tifu, right? Yeah. Like eye to eye. Oh, uh, that's that is a rare occurrence. So that's why it's been such a you know debate and for other people to jump in it. Um, I think. I think Ninja understands his position in business so much more than Tifu does or, and or just values his, his vocal opinion and understands how, how much influence he has as an influencer with his platform. I think he understands that a little more than Tifu does. And for that reason, obviously, Ninja is very PR heavy. He's constructive. He's positive. He's a role model, per se, a great role model to his fans and the people that listen to him. And Tifu, on the other hand, is like he, he's like he's like the revolver dude, one in the chamber. He spins it and he clicks. You know what I mean? He's he's like he's a little bit of a loose cannon with his with this media platform. Um, you know, as a role model, he curses. He doesn't care, right? He's he's a lot more um, unhinged per se. And, and with all that influence, he's also leading as a role model, whether it be a great role model or a not so great one. I mean, he's still out there portraying this, this image in this act. And he's also an influencer. So when someone like Tifu shoots down the game time and time again, and doesn't allow it to, you know, succeed or, or like grow or, you know, just have a good atmosphere that directly directly influences everyone else. And that's why you saw content creators like Issa Parpy, they were coming at Ninja. And dude, Ninja was like totally right, by the way. He was right in the sense that like, bro, complaining about the game is not doing any of us good. Us people that are enjoying it, you're not helping us because you're toxifying the viewers and you're making people not want to have interest in this game. But on the other hand, the other people were right. 
Tivu has a hundred percent right to express himself the way he wants, even if it's not maybe the greatest for everyone else, and even if it causes a toxic trickle effect in the in in the community, he does have the right to do that. So I totally am yeah, I mean, both sides in that in that regard. But I still I totally see where Ninja's coming from because I myself. It, yeah, if you don't like something, we speak up. You speak up, but you're constructive. You create, uh, you know, you know, resolutions, right? You you have opportunity for for conversation, right? Like yeah. actual conversation. Think, uh, for me, for me, I see it as two different, uh, almost two different dynamics. Okay, yeah. You have Ninja who has kind of done a lot of stuff. Tifu's done throughout his career. He's a little bit older. Yeah, yeah, and those screenshots, like totally, I get it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, but Ninja's learned, right? He's matured over the years. He's he's still learning, I think, right? And I think we all are. are. Our platform in general is maturing. Okay, I honestly believe moving forward, when we look down five or ten years, we're gonna see more people in the position that Ninja's in versus like the toxic people. They're gonna weed themselves out in a way. And the reason why I say is because. Now that our industry is getting taken more and more serious all the time, right? People are coming in, more investors are moving in, more companies are moving in. They're not going to attach themselves. Coca-Cola is not going to come in and attach themselves as somebody that's just like blatant and can go off the handle at any time, right? That's the reality of it, And that's why like YouTube, as destructive as people feel like YouTube's driving itself into the ground, they've become more advertiser friendly. It's, right. it's just how the, the industry is going. I mean, look at Nick Merckx. Nick Merckx just signed an exclusive deal to Twitch. Why? Because Ninja is, has pioneered the whole, yeah. I'm so big, I can get a salary to do this on wherever I want to be. And he, he's doing it for Mixer. He's helping that please grow and all that good stuff. We're not going to get into that. But Twitch realizes, dude, we can't lose our next big stars. We got to pay people like Nick Merckx. And that's just the only one that's been publicly revealed so far. Right. You best believe after that, you take that they're they're all in talks now for sure yes everyone's in in talks now and it's probably not just a fortnite category do you not think like someone wants to have dr disrespect over on their platform or something what do you think yeah she's gonna have to dish up some dollars to keep them on here or someone's just gonna you know money talks that's just how it is yeah and 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 i'm I'm okay with that right because to me that just shows that our our industry is maturing that these platforms are maturing and i want more than one streaming platform available for people it's good for for mixer and for twitch to challenge each other to create this this rivalry it is good for the industry for this to occur um and it's good and it's good to have personalities in the industry i'm not saying it's wrong for people to always say like tifu come out and blast the game and and sure, we've all blasted. We've all had our words to say. We've all made our suggestions. But I definitely think that it does come to a point where it's like, you've said it enough, it's enough, right, at this point. Like, I'm kind of with Ninja and the fact that, like, if you don't like the game, don't play it. Look, I would be lying to you if I said I play Fortnite every single day, right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't get to play every single day, partially because of my, my lifestyle and I, I don't get to play games for a living. But also because, like, some days I might, I, some weeks I might not like the update. Some weeks I might not enjoy the game as much. And then all of a sudden, some other weeks I might, right? I mean, Batman comes in, all of a sudden I'm definitely yeah. signing on, right? Like these are things that it's okay. And I think one of the things that's really hard for people to grasp um, in esports and in this industry as a whole is like, oh, wait, well, oh my God, oh my God, you're a Fortnite creator and you're not playing Fortnite? What are you doing? Right? Like that's okay. You know, I mean, it's okay to, to 
for you to go play a mobile game every once in a while, right? Like, yeah, and I and, mean, every on Wednesdays, I throw my own variety days. I mean, I've been streaming art stuff. Like, yeah. we're content creators, we're influencers, and we do have the right to do whatever we want. And it, we do. But like you said, um, all in all, that conversation right there, it was enter- it was an entertaining one. You don't ever really get to see two big figureheads go head to head, and then on on a on a platform like that, right? Just out there publicly, yeah. like, yeah. You know, my man, you don't like it, don't play it. I was like, oh, <laughs> right, like every every got everyone up out of their seats. It got some other content creators to jump in the thread, um, and is it shows the immaturity behind some people, like, yeah, you know, some of our big influencers. You, we talk about it all the time. These guys don't understand their platform and their influence. They say some crazy stuff, dude. Like uh, no one should be shooting down someone like Ninja, right? <laughs> like you got like be constructive, have conversations. Um, you got to see where people are coming from. But I don't know, man. It was it, it was crazy week. It, it was a crazy week for sure. And as I mentioned, you know, it, it the game comes up and downs. There's what there's one I mentioned that was been up and down, and that is Batman coming in the game. Seems like it definitely yeah. grabs some people coming over. We haven't got to talk about this because we were kind of out. As I said, you were traveling. Um, and, and so was I, and, but Batman real quick, I want your thoughts, man. How much did you enjoy, uh, this coming to Fortnite? Oh, dude, it was so sick. Just having Gotham city hit the, uh, hit the realm. Uh, first off, it brought that old tilted vibe. It's a lovely place to battle. Love the whole glad to redeploy thing that's going on there. Uh, it worked out really well. Um, and just to touch on some of the changes, the batarang coming into the game, the grapple gun batarangs are they're pretty cool they're fun they're a little op in some circumstances but the grappler the grappler is a lot of fun because this is like the balanced version of the one that we had before it shoots slower yes it has longer range but that redeploy that comes out makes you vulnerable so it's a it's a very balanced mobility item and uh i think most if not all the competitive seamans really like enjoy it if adopted it and it's played so well and it played out well over the tournament weekend as well well, we're definitely going to jump in the tournament. I got to say real quick before we move on from Batman is my favorite thing I saw come out of Batman was your boy Nick A30 attaching Batarangs to uh, the hoverboards. Have you yeah. seen this? And they yeah, drive yeah. it and blow we the guy up. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. It's, 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 how crazy is it playing with those guys sometimes, him and Sancho, and the stuff they just come up with? Yeah, yeah. Like when, when we all get together, it, it's good times, man. We, we're always hunting down the content, trying to you know get a good laugh out of it. And I think that... You know, it really shows in the in our, our communities, especially when the chats start blowing up and stuff. They have a good time watching. We uh, we had update uh, patch ten point four zero point one. One of your favorite things came back to the game. I wanted to mention real quick, which is the flint knock. Brought- yeah, and I honestly, I think the flint knock was shadow like changed. If you guys are listening or watching on the YouTube comment or tag us on Twitter, um, was does the flint knock feel different to you because? I think it's less accurate now. It still has all the damage and stuff. It does everything it does. But like, dude, it just does not connect the way it used to. So I really think it was changed. Um, happy it's back though. But let us know if, if you anything, think I feel like I just feel like the distance changed a little bit. I don't feel like it has as much distance as it had before. I think it's uh, just not as accurate, dude. I don't know. Little little secret changes, maybe we don't know yeah. about. Uh and one of the other things that came out in that update was zone wars, you know, coming to the game. I mean, I've been having a lot of fun with this. I don't know about you, but it's been a lot of fun seeing all these different zone wars, desert vortex, uh, the downhill river LTMs, like tons of fun stuff come to the game. They continue to, to, to diss this out. Um, you know, they extended, ended up extending the season a little bit, made, uh, made my son happy because he had been grounded 
from his <sighs> from from playing. So he got lucky. Uh, so yep. Fortnite saved him here on his battle pass, allowing him to get in. Uh, you wouldn't believe that week. If you ever, if your kid ever is trying to get their battle skins and they and they get grounded, bro, I'm telling you, my son about lost the war. He just he didn't know. But when I told him they were extending the season, <laughs> when I told him they were extending the season, he was happy. Uh, but I, why do you? I mean, besides obviously, you know, looking through the tournaments and all that, and extending the season for you, what bonus does that give as we look now into season eleven? Well, before before we even like get to that, I just feel like this whole week and and the season eleven lead up and build up, um, we have to talk really quickly about skill based matchmaking making yeah. its way into the game. Um, so I feel like the extension of the season has been doing more harm to the game because the skill based matchmaking is already in effect, and yeah. we don't have the promised bots to like buffer up and make people feel good in the in the lobbies. So like. The extension, uh, I mean, I'm not one to do the challenges. I don't really care. Like, for, if anything, it just allows me to sleep a little bit more nice before <laughs> I got to wake up and grind out the new season, you know? So I don't, I don't mind it. Um, I was totally ready for it. I think the community is ready for it. Everyone's talking about the map that's going to come or the map that's not going to come. This right. is really a make or break moment for, uh, for a lot of players in Fortnite Season 11. I think they're going to pull through. I think Season 11 is going to be an awesome one. I think the map's going to be... A fire. I really genuinely believe that we're going to get like 80% uh, change in the map. So I don't think we're going to get a new map. I don't see them breaking away from the nostalgia of the shape of the map. But I see them like, like remember when we woke up to a new volcano and, you know, the, the villain lair and it was just like, whoa, what happened? I think we're going to get a big twist. I think some news can happen. Well, we've definitely, we've seen them kind of add on to the map, right? When they added, uh, you know, all this, the snow area and, and, and flights and all that in the lower happy Hamlet, all that lower area that was kind of added on, right? If you go look at the original map, that corner was cut shallow and extended. So we could see a little extension. Maybe we could see a little, you know, take it away from one corner and extend it from another corner. So it will be interesting, um, to see what happens. I definitely agree with you. I think it's very critical at this point. Um, to give players a lot of something new, man, to really re-entice them into the game. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know if you saw the leaks, but the leaks are like, yeah, it's all looking like something's coming to an end and something's probably new is arriving. So definitely ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for it as well. Let's talk a little bit about these bots, though, and then we'll talk about it. And I guess we can roll all this in together. Uh, Skill-based matchmaking and the bots and all this. Like, is it good for the game? Here's my problem. And, and I'll, take, I'll take the devil's advocate part on this because I was really part of the Rainbow Six. And I think we've talked about this before. I've been, I was really involved in the Rainbow Six Siege uh, gameplay and, and, and that community at, at its core at the beginning for a long time. And they switched over to skill-based matchmaking. And a lot of us left the game. Uh, and the reason why is because we couldn't go in there as a group of like five decent or good players and just have a good night on a Friday night or have a good night on a Saturday night with my group of friends. And it really, it really discouraged us to play that game. And that's my worry with skill-based matchmaking in this, right? If, if I want to be competitive, I'll go play arena and I, I don't play arena that much, right? Like that's just not my, my play style. I don't get to dedicate that much time. That's not who I am. So now to basically put me in that era of making me play arena essentially i don't i don't like that i don't i don't really enjoy it as much i don't like the fact that you know i know that probably a few good players in my lobby maybe they'll get taken out before i get to the end so i can win the game like in a normal match and so 
For me, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of this. I don't know if I'm going to like this change a lot. I haven't really been enjoying it that much to this point. So, I mean, for you, has it? how has it affected your play? And, like, what is your takeaway so far? Uh, I've definitely been winning less games, like, without a doubt. Um, the lobbies are noticeably difficult uh, or a lot more difficult. Uh, in the past, I could just let my guard down, talk to chat, and run around the open field. Now, I, I swear, I get sniped so much more. <laughs> like, it's just, it, so as a streamer, as a content creator, it's way harder. And I yeah. think everyone feels that. It's like, dude, like, why, why'd you do this to us, right? Like, no one really asked for this. Um, but on the other hand, I think in the long run, eventually, the content creators will die enough that you'll get to a comfort zone to where you can get to your, you know, your farm state. Um, it'll balance itself out, and the bots coming in will help the game. I do think so. And here's why. Uh, new players especially new players and, and new season changes when all that hype and all that stuff arises. When someone comes in and you drop like a big game or you win a game because yeah, you're going against boss, but a lot of guys are not even going to know, right? Most of you are just really not going to know the very small community that actually follows and reads passions, like the two, 3%. If that the other 90% is never going to know what happened and it's going to keep them in the game, which is going to keep the game flourishing, which is better for us in the long run. So I see it, the, the benefit of why I think it could be good, but I feel like at the same time, like kind of discredits us, right? Like imagine getting a clip and reacting like, Oh, hit that snap shot. But it's a bot. Like yeah, yeah. it doesn't feel very, right. So like, Oh, like it's, 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 I don't know, dude. Or, I'm so or how it, tilted do you get if it's the end of the game and you're like one shot and this, you know, you kill this other person well, and then a bot shoots you. Uh, yeah, apparently, if so, you could be like in the top five. Let's say three of those are bots. If there's only bots left, the game ends. Okay, okay, so okay. Like, okay. there, you can't even spectate a bot. So if you if die, because I, I was about to say, if I lose to bots at a victory royale, like at the very end, I would be so tilted, bro. Yeah, you wouldn't even know though. It would just kick you out. Well, that's how you would know though. By the way, you just get kicked out. Like, oh snap, there are only bots left. Um, but I played with some friends. They've been enjoying the new skill based matchmaking. The and they're not as good. Like they're like average to below average players, whatever. Yeah. And they actually enjoy this. They feel like now they can actually get some kills and they can play the game and, and they've been enjoying it. I think that the upper cream, the upper tier though, hasn't though. So I don't know. It's one of those things. I don't think they're going anywhere because you know, once you're diehard, like you're diehard is whatever you kind of deal with it. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's great for everyone else. So I think it will help in the long run. How about this? Although controllers probably aren't at the, you know, at, at, in Fortnite, controller customization is at the highest it's ever been. Yes. But it's not good enough for them. Epic says, hey, guess what? We're going to give you more. They got an Aim High blog they put out. More, more things for controller players to make it even better. Um, and it sounds like, you know, they're going to be looking at some, you know, mouse and keyboard advances moving forward as well. These are coming out. I just want to mention those. If you guys want to check those out, you can. Basically, they, they came out and said, hey, look, we have these new options. Please try them. They might not feel like the same at the very beginning, but work through it. And they, they really do think it's a better option for everybody. So keep your eyes out on that. Those, uh, I believe that's going to be released any moment now. Uh, really no, they're soon. out. Yeah, it's out. It's out. Okay. So those are already out. So go check those out. Give them a chance. Um, and, and I know that some people are enjoying them. Some people aren't. So just want to mention those are out there as well. But you said to me before the show, you had a fantastic time at TwitchCon. It was one of the best times you've ever had. Uh, it sounds like some people caught what I caught and I didn't even go to TwitchCon and I got sick. 
So good thing I didn't. But and it looks like you stayed you okay. The, you called the internet virus, dude. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> but you went. Looks like you stayed okay. But talk to us, man. How how awesome was TwitchCon? I know my boy uh, Fallout was there with you as well. Yep. Shout out to Fallout, John, a great guy. Uh, but you guys were casting along with Fabala, right? Uh, yes. How, how was it, man? How was the event? How much did you guys enjoy yourself? So overall, TwitchCon, the experience was awesome. I love going there, connecting with the community. That's literally what we do. We're going to talk about Twitch Rivals. Twitch Rivals is even more awesome. Yeah. Um, I managed to, I ended up casting 10 out of the 12 games on Friday. So I really put the pedal to the metal. Uh, we, we went all day long and, and it was some of the best casting I think I've ever done. And it really just, I just feel like the more, obviously the more shows I do, the more comfortable I get. Right. Um, and I just felt so good up there and the crowd was awesome and having fans there and the rooting. And, and this is another thing. It was the first time ever, ever at any tournament that we've done so far for Fortnite where chanting was happening in the crowd, like clap chants and like Aiden, Aiden. And like Tina, Tina, like people were actually chanting. You felt the energy. It was contagious, dude. It was so good. It was the best show like I've ever been a part of, uh, even crazier than the World Cup a little bit because of the fact that like the crowd, man, the crowd made it like historical. The fact that they were uh, chanting and I was a part of the first ever chant for Fortnite in the crowd. So, well, you, got, you guys like, killed it. You, you know, the casting crew killed it. It was, it was phenomenal uh, from a spectator point. I got to say it was truly really awesome. Not that just you're my friend and follows my friend and balls my friend, but you guys really did a great job of casting. And, uh, and I learned a lot from you guys doing that, but there was something really cool that happened. First girl ever won a championship. Yes, Tina took the chip with Rux and Pika. And not only that, like from the from the warm-ups, from the qualifiers, they they went from the qualifiers. They weren't in the invitee list. So they had to battle their way through the slums, through everyone else, through the heats. And they dominated. Like, dude, she was hitting some crazy shots. So guys, check out Tina Reyes on Twitter, uh, you know, and, and Twitch and all that good stuff. Check out 1400 Rux and Pika. They are also on Twitter and Twitch. They all popped off, and, and they're some of the best players in the, the West, actually. Two, they're actually one of the best duos in the West, uh, Rux and Pika. But Tina tacked onto that duo, making it a full trio. They came out, and she, she actually took the MVP trophy at the end, well, uh, voted by the Twitch chat and all that good stuff. It's funny. We talked about Rux a little bit when we had Psalms on, remember? Yeah. And we saw how well he performed back then with, with, uh, with Psalm. And then here he is uh, you know, on the big stage, and it seems like right. he knows how to handle it. I, I, dude, Rux is, is an incredible player. He's ice cold, man. He's, ice, he's so good at the game. He, he knows how to keep his cool and plays, plays his game plan. He's, he's really got the makings of a championship player. And I mean, he shows it off. He's always been consistent. And this is the first time he's, I think, taken like a first place in a major kind of, you know, event. So uh, for Tina also to represent for the lady, yeah. you know, the lady community out there, the ladies out there that, that get down in game. You guys got someone to root for because she's she's you know making it making a name. Did you, did you happen to talk to them at all and see how they came together as a team or anything? Well, the way Twitch Rivals worked, there was a couple you know rules. You know there could only be one World Cup player on a, on a team, and there there was a lot of rules so to prevent like super stacking. And I mean, there were still some teams that managed to get stacked, yeah. but uh, you know there was some rules. They just so happened to like it all just kind of worked out in their favor. That's how they got together. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, the last thing I want to bring up here today uh, in, our, in our topics of discussion is, you know, you, you went to TwitchCon. We've talked a lot about the changes that have come to Fortnite and all this stuff. We, we, you, you've been a part of almost every single tournament that's occurred in Fortnite. And Crazy. it's gone from solos to duos to trios, uh, all the special events you've seen. 
Uh, but I I saw a, a a a tweet by Bala, and he mentioned that he wanted one mode. He says. I just want one mode. Please stick to one mode. I don't care what it is. I'll be fine with squads. We just need to build on it. Can't build it up if we keep swapping back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, he goes on to mention, you know, storm surge mechanics needs to be adjusted and all these other things. But I want to I focus on that mode. And, uh, you know, throughout esports and in general, modes have always kind of been the lockdown. Hey, this is going to be the consistent part of the game, right? The game might change. It might get buffed. It might get nerfed. Certain things might get added and whatnot, but the mode is going to stay the same. I feel like the identity that Fortnite's built on is these multiple modes. And so I don't know if we'll ever just have one mode, but I want to get your take on it. How do you feel? I know you've talked to me before about sometimes it's pretty hard like putting your mind when you're casting sometimes, okay, this is solos. I got to focus on solo. This is duos a little bit different, right? And the difference yeah. in you casting those, but um, not just from casting, but from playing, is there a benefit to having one? Do we need one mode or do you think that's the identity of Fortnite to have multiple modes? So with squad season being announced, it'll be official that Fortnite has done it all. All right. Or to, as much as we know, next thing you know, we get fives, right? But right. I think, I think at this point to just let, let Epic, try out force, right? Like just let's do it. Let's do it. From the dawn of times we wanted squads. It was forced on us. Solos duos forced on us for the entire year. That season, we finally just hit a trio season. Now we're coming full circle back to squads. This is what people kind of always wanted from the start. I think it's important for us to test this out because we really don't know what's the best uh, game mode yet. What's the best viewing experience until we try it. So yes, I agree with ball. We need one mode, right? So we can, double down on and really hit the peak. We have not hit the ceiling yet for anything, but at the same time, we still don't know what everything, uh, you know, what, what's available behind those doors unless you open them. So I'm with Epic on this one, trying this out for the first time ever, but I'm with Bala on this one that after this, stop playing games. Let's, let's get to a, a place, right? Whether it be solo duos, it be solo trios, duo trios, wherever we want to do, Let's focus. Let's double down on that for multiple seasons. Um, but I love that they announced it in advance. I love that they prepared us like yeah. before. They yeah. said, hey, trios this season. Just go study trios season 10. Now it's squad season 11. I like that. If we come into season 12, they're like, hey, season 12 is looking like a duo season. Get your duos. I'm cool with that because it gives us a couple week buffer. Get your team right. Whoever you want to play with and work on it. And we, we build that up till the end of the championship. Then that's okay. I think that's kind of a happy medium to try new things, keep it fresh at the same time, explore opportunity and, and open doors. Well, you know, I've been, we've interviewed a lot of people throughout the years uh, and talked to a lot of players. And there's, there's, there's some players that say like they love solos, right? They feel like they can control it the most in solos, right? Morgasi, yeah. for instance, the dude loves, he feels like he has most control, obviously in solos, and that's why he liked it. We've seen certain people shine in solo tournaments, right? Compared to these duo and trio tournaments. So it's really interesting to me because we might look back in a year and we might go like, oh, wow, like Bizzle was an incredible solo player. But when it comes to duos, where is he, right? Or when it comes to trios. There, there are teams that like just didn't qualify and make it all the way through. There's players. So yeah. it, it definitely shows. I mean, you can't, you can't be the best in all of them. It's, it's like been proven. Certain certain duos are just better duos, but when you break players apart, suddenly you have Booga like, dude, he just excels right on yeah. his own. Um, and and we've been seeing that. And I love that squads is going to be totally new. We don't know what squad box fighting looks like. I was watching Tifu today, and he was doing four v four v fours. So he was setting up box fighting simulations. They're preparing for the new season. 
that's awesome. We would have never had content like that yeah. come out from, from the community unless we try these new things and explore. Yeah. Can you imagine three heavy snipes? How fast you can get through tunneling? Like, hey, it's, dude, it's going to happen. Oh my gosh. This is going to be gonna ridiculous, happen. bro. <laughs> like, people are going to be able to get through tunnels so quick. Well, before we get out of here, let's get a nice tip and trick for a man, Monster D face. If you ask, do we have tips? Of course. And do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So listen up. All right, so this, this kind of goes with what we've been talking about all day, uh, some of the drama, some of the things, all the changes. But how do you stay focused, Monster? How do you stay focused and not get distracted by other what other players are doing, what other content creators are doing, and stay true to who you are? Maybe it's not just in Fortnite, but maybe in just content. How do you keep grinding and, and keep your eye level, keep going forward? I think uh, I've just proven to myself over time that uh, – I have what it takes to to find and be successful, and I define my own you know version of success, and I gun for that. I don't uh, ever focus in on the numbers. I don't own in or hone in on on any of the other drama and negativity. I just I do me, and I, I do what I find works for me, and I just have my own recipe for success. So get out there, find your own formula for success, and define success for yourself. That's the best way to keep your cool, man. If if you know something is uh, working, you know holding you down, when you wake up in the morning, take one step forward in the right direction. You know, right? Always try to make a little bit of progress on yourself, work on yourself. And ultimately, you, you'll start to see it and, and find true development. I think uh, that's important. When you, your- when you break it down on playing and as a, as a pro player or somebody that's trying to get better at a game, is it, is it a baby step method? Is it, hey, just one thing at a time, one thing a day, get better at that, focus on that? Or is it, do you, hey, do you have to look at the broader scale? I mean, what, what would your advice be to someone that's trying to maybe grow as a player and as a content creator? Yeah. So like from a content creator perspective, I think it's important to not worry about, again, like the numbers and what people are doing, stay consistent and keep working on your craft. From a player perspective, I think it's important to learn your flaws and then work on those, Mm. play to your strengths. You're not going to beat Booga in a box fight because, or clicks in a build battle 1v1, right? Play your strengths and then build on your strengths. And that's how you become the best of the best uh, because then you'll be able to outshine certain players. It's like rock, paper, scissors. You know, uh, Boogie could be rock, clicks could be paper, and someone else's scissors. As long as you play to your, your benefit, you're going to win in your own lane, in your own category. So um, it's definitely different angles. And I got a little, you know, philosophical with you guys, but it's true. Like it's it. all about mindset. all about mindset. I like it. I like it. Well, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoy the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us a comment on Podbean. Send all your emails directly to monster at the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com and tell us what you like and what you dislike about the show. Follow us on Twitter at the Fortnite podcast. Myself, too loud tx the number two l-o-u-d-t-x monster monster d-face m-o-n-s-t-e-r-d-f-a-c-e and monster tell everybody where they can find you throughout the week as always guys content up on youtube throughout the week been live on twitch in the mornings and uh at monster d-face on any of the social media platforms you want to find me on so i'll catch you guys in the next episode and again thanks for having me absolutely as always guys and until next time dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales